0: Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry.
1: Another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, El Guante de Oro. Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew?
0: Wait a minute. Did you say guapo de oro?
1: What? That doesn't mean make any sense. Well, I know handsome that guapo means handsome. Yes, and so I, I just assumed that's that. what you meant.
0: That I'm I'm no, like handsome I, like gold.
1: Is that right? uh you're old like gold oh not that old <laughs> but that's not what i said
0: One, gu- guante de oro? guante de oro oh okay so it's been a while i, I don't speak spanish so on a daily basis but so gold
1: glover is that what you're calling me yes you have a well you have a gold glove anyway i what? don't know that you're a gold glover yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, actually, I I think I called you the Gold Glove, so you are a Gold Glove.
0: <laughs> I don't have a Gold Glove. I am a Gold Glove. You, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, sure, I I am a Gold Glove. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You are. Honestly, I'd rather be a Silver Slugger, but uh, I'll take I'll take the Gold Glove. Ah,
1: uh, honestly, I'd love to be a hobo.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like fun. actually.
1: <laughs> Head of Baseball Operations, baby. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant riding the
0: rails, not having a oh, care on the, the world. rails.
1: With, yeah. my, with my rucksack on my stick, exactly. my handkerchief. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You are a gold glove, Matthew, because the gold glove awards were given out, I think, today, right? They were announced today? today? They were announced today, like on a random Sunday. Yeah. November 5th, they were announced, and, and Patrick Bailey, who was a finalist, he didn't win didn't win didn't win but you know what Matthew somebody close to the Giants organization did win a gold glove and we're going to talk about that in a little bit but first I'm going to ask you a totally unrelated question okay okay it's not related to the gold glove winners at all oh okay okay all right here's my question Is the curse of Maurizio Dubon real?
0: So real. So real. And it keeps getting bigger and bigger.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's got a World Series ring. He's played in the uh, ALCS twice. Uh, He's had a career year this year. He may or may not have won some special awards. And uh, all since he was traded... For what a six pack of beer? Didn't they trade him for a six pack of like Bud six, Light?
0: <laughs> yeah, a six pack of Bud Light and <laughs> yeah. a and a pizza to be named later.
1: That's right. That's right. That's what the Giants traded him for. Because 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 get this, Matthew. This is how this, I mean. This is my personal opinion. The Giants traded Maurizio Dubon because he was too good at defense but not good enough at hitting home runs. Yeah? That's actually not how it worked out at all. He was really playing some lousy defense when they traded him. But nonetheless, they traded a kid who could play like five different positions well. For a catcher who lasted
0: like seven days on the roster.
1: Yeah, exactly. For a catcher who lasted seven days. But I really do believe him. They traded him because he couldn't hit home runs, right? and 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 they did that in the twenty twenty two season, which was also kind of insulting because the the thing about the twenty twenty two season matthew was it suggested that twenty twenty one might have been a fluke right we We didn't get that confirmation until this year, but it suggested that twenty twenty one might have been a fluke, but also the real big problem with twenty twenty two was the defense, right and They spun Maurizio Dubon away like he was like like he was a spare chip that they had in their pocket. And they just tossed him onto the roulette table in the hopes that they could somehow magically solve their Joey Bart problem. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh and and it felt bad when they did it. It felt wrong when they did it because you're like, why are they getting rid of DuBon when he is so versatile for a fourth-rate catcher? And then Maurizio won a ring that year. Anyway, today is Sunday, November 5th, as we record this podcast. It's the off season. So, the Giants didn't play any games yet. And in fact, we're in what is known as the quiet period. Because nothing usually happens during these five days. Although, something big did happen today to the Giants, and we'll talk about that later when we talk about opt outs and opt ins. But other than that, it's the quiet period. Why are we whispering? Because it's the quiet period. But anyway, something that big did happen is that Maurizio Dubon won a gold glove today.
0: Just like we all knew he would.
1: That's right. And Patrick Bailey didn't.
0: Shocking.
1: (sighs) Shocking. Well, it is a little shocking because Maurizio Dubon won it for like what position? Utility. That's not a thing. It's a thing when did this become a thing? When did they, when, what is, what is with this award bloat?
0: Yeah. I, I honestly, I, feels don't like a middle place I don't really pay attention to the gold gloves all that often. So I, I feel like it's been around for a couple of years at least, but I don't know when it came in. I it, it kind of, I feel like that's a Farhan award though. Like, like just, you know, <laughs> a like, Farhan award. And the irony is that he traded away this guy that wins it for somebody else, but that's the type of player that apparently the giants covet. So,
1: yeah, is guys who don't win awards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's where the Giants yes. come at. they. they, 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 they we, we would like to have guys that don't win awards. Yeah. Winning awards is so passe. Yeah, we don't want superstars. We want, you know, almost stars. That's what we want, or less. <laughs> we want Rule 5 draftee guys that make it the whole year on the Major League squad.
0: And honestly, that was the best story of last year
1: <laughs> looking back at it yeah yeah i think that was the best story you know patrick bailey is a close second but but blake sable making it all the way through wire to wire so that he can now be optioned up <laughs> yeah, and down so now he can start
0: next year in triple a yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and be optioned up and down whatever the maximum amount of times is is it five or I five or remember. six i can't remember yeah yeah uh, yeah, no, well, I mean, congratulations to Maurizio. I, I do think this 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 position award is a little bit real. I mean, a little bit weird. And I I don't know. Um, I don't know, Matthew, I, you know, it, it's 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 just another little needle in the side. You know, it's just another little reminder of how things have not gone the way that we want them to. But, you know, that's not... And, and, you know, maybe that's appropriate for the quiet period, right? It's this one last little period where we can get one last little needle stuck in our side about how things have not gone the way we want them to go. But I choose to believe... That today is a new tomorrow. As of Wednesday, when Bruce Bochi, our ex had a baby with his new spouse. <laughs> That's how we're saying it, huh? <laughs> and we have to accept, like, there's just no, like, there's just no going back now, Matthew. There's just it's over. It's done. It's gone. You know? We're stuck here with our middle schoolers, you know, and he's got this bright new baby that everybody's excited about. Like we this is this is it. This is our lot,
0: you know. Now did you choose middle schoolers on purpose? Because middle schoolers are the worst.
1: Yes, I did choose that on purpose. But Matthew, two thousand and ten was thirteen years ago.
0: Those kids are now middle schoolers. Is that what you're the saying? The
1: 2010 World Series, Matthew, is now a middle schooler. middle schooler.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got and a middle schooler. I have a our middle X. schooler at home.
1: Right and- there he is, our ex, with his Texan blonde, with her big hair, and and their new baby, and she looks so good in all the post-birth pictures. It's just, it's just, it's just, an, it's just annoying. But you know what? It's better than Matthew. It's better than our crazy neighbor lady getting all of her dreams to come true. You know, so at least the D-bags didn't win, is what I'm saying. So thank you, Bruce. Thank you for that. But the point is, Matthew, before I went off on that very apt tangent, that San Francisco Giants are in first place. We are tied with the Dodgers And the nationally champion (laughs) Diamondbacks, the Padres, who are definitely going to finish in fourth place next year, and the other team. And it's a new day. It's a new dawn, right? Our listenership is up. Our ratings are now back to their October, sorry, their November highs, right? (laughs) Because hope like this is the this is the Giants fans favorite part of the season. This this is the
0: best part of the year. And we can we can definitively say that listeners, because y'all left when we after June, like uh, our numbers started to kind of just people were like, Okay, I'm done with this. And I don't blame you. We had to stay on every week. But you had the option of just checking out. And, you know, that team deserved to be checked out on for sure. But now you're back. And now yeah. you're all like, oh, I hope is now kind of kindled and you're like excited about the off season and all the possibilities. And God bless you for that. God bless Indeed. you for that, like optimism that, you know, that, that the Giants are going to sign someone big and that, you know, we're
1: going to yeah. turn it around. I love that from you. I yeah. love that. Shohei uh, Otani, not going to get him. <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto, going to look great in a Yankee uniform. <laughs> oh. Otani's going to look great in his Dodger uniform. Uh, no, I kid. I kid. Welcome back, folks. It's nice to have you. I understand it's 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 easier to pay attention to the Dodgers. Sorry. <laughs> it's never easy to pay attention to the Dodgers. It's easier to pay attention to the Giants in November than it is in June. Um, But welcome back, you know, because you never know. This could be the year where the Giants finally land the big fish and don't throw him back in the water. This could be the year. Could be. Probably won't be. But it could be. It could be. And on that note, Matthew, I think it's time you regale us with your trivia knowledge.
0: Okay. Well, we're going into free agent signing period. Uh, as of today, when this uh, broad, when this podcast is published, so my question to you is: Name the four major league free agent signings that Farhan Zaidi signed prior to the 2019 season, his first as hobo of the Giants.
1: Mitch Haniger, Michael Conforto, Bill Bathe, and Rickard Fenaida.
0: Okay. Lock it right. in. Final answer. Okay. We'll see how wrong Ben is at the end of the episode. Way
1: wrong, by the way. Way wrong. I feel pretty good about those. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I'm glad I'm you're I'm pretty sure good. that
1: Farhan Zayedis signed at least two of those dudes, <laughs> or tried to at least, but then got out. <laughs> he, big. Might have, he probably tried <laughs> to sign four of those dudes. Let's face it.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well,
1: <laughs> isn't it
0: time for the booze, boys? Yes. Yes. Bob. Yes, it is time for the booze, and if you haven't noticed, Ben's already been drinking the booze. so oh man, I am so it, it, the month of bitterness
1: is over, Matthew.
0: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is he's drinking these quote unquote low ABV uh uh drinks and uh not really uh coming across that way, to be honest.
1: That, that's a sneak preview. I'm drinking a cocktail uh what what what, uh, what did Bob did you ask? Is it my turn? Is it my turn? What are you drinking, Ben? Oh, it is my turn. I am drinking a cocktail, Bob, called Orange You Glad It's Not Bitter. Because it's no longer the month of bitterness. Get it? Uh, This is not a low ABV cocktail. Uh, I am thinking about making some low ABV cocktails next week. But this week, I'm drinking a regular old cocktail, wink, wink, called the Orange You Glad It's Not Bitter. And this, Bob, it's basically just a whiskey sour, and I am so glad it is a whiskey sour, because it's sour, and it's sweet, and it's so good. It has two ounces of rye whiskey. In order to be an orange-you-glad-it's-not-bitter, it must be rye whiskey. You use whatever whiskey you want, folks, but then it's not an orange-you-glad-it's-not-bitter. It also has one ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of orange-and-black Cointreau, and then half an ounce of honey syrup. Honey syrup is just honey and water mixed together so that it's more of a syrupy consistent than than super thick honey. You take all of those ingredients and you combine them into a shaker and you shake them for 15 to 20 seconds and then you dump them into a rocks glass, ice and all, in a pure and triumphant dirty dump and then you drink it down and enjoy it and if you want to hear the proper way to make to do a dirty dump you got to listen to last thursday's show because i go into great detail there are many steps involved watch out for the doberman anyway that's what i'm drinking bob the orange you glad it's not bitter mmm that's a
0: tasty cocktail what are you drinking matthew Bob, I, I too am drinking a in, a cocktail that involves rye whiskey and Cointreau. Uh, you'll have to go back to Thursday's episode to, to get kind of how that happened. Uh, but I'm drinking something that I'm calling the Spirit of Sonoma. It has two ounces of rye whiskey, a half ounce of PX Sherry, Pedro Jimenez Sherry, a half ounce of Cointreau, two dashes of Angostura Bitters, a Lexardo Cherry, and an orange peel twist. And what you're going to do is you're going to take a chilled Nick and Nora glass, and you're going to add one Luxardo cherry with a bit of syrup in the bottom of the glass. You're going to combine the other ingredients into a mixing glass with ice stir vigorously for 30 seconds, strain it into a prepared the prepared glass, and you're going to express your orange peel over the drink And then discard the orange peel because you already got that lovely cherry waiting for you at the bottom for when the cocktail is done, you get a little dessert. So I am drinking the Spirit of Sonoma, a spirit forward, sweet drink that that I created. And I'm loving it. So that's what I'm drinking, Bob. Mmm. That's a tasty cocktail. Yes, it is, Bob. The Spirit
1: of Sonoma. Go make it yourself. Wow, Matthew. That sounds like a really good option for a cocktail. Are you going to opt to drink the Spirit of Sonoma or are you going to opt to drink the Orange You Glad it's not bitter? Well actually I'm I'm
0: I'm going to drink my Spirit of Sonoma but I'm glad you're bringing up the option thing because I've been meaning to tell you before tomorrow's deadline mm. that that I'm opting in for next year. Um, I I know you've been waiting for an answer and I'm just going to go ahead and do it on air. I I frankly didn't have a good enough year this, this season. And so I don't feel like that. I I, I don't feel like I would be worth a whole lot on the open market. So I'm going to, I'm going to opt in for next for
1: 2024. So you get me back for 2024, Ben. I need a drink. Settle down, Bob. Settle down, settle down, settle down. Um, Bob, I mean, we did, Bob, remember, we did extend him, I think, literally last week. So we got to, we sort of expected this to happen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, So what you're saying, Matthew, is you're pulling a Ross Stripling?
0: That's exactly what I'm doing. I mean, Ross and I probably had identical years. And, uh, you know, Ross uh, was frank about it. That he didn't have a good enough year to opt out, and so he's coming back for his 12 and a half million or whatever it is. 12 and a half million, is.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Matthew, I think all of our listeners would agree that you had a much better year than Ross Stripling. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I, yes. So, yeah, so anyway, for those of you who don't know, uh, the... Date the deadline by which players and teams have to exercise their options uh, to either remain in their contract or to opt out of their contract. We have to exercise that within five days of the end of the World Series. And since Mr. Bochi was so kind enough to take out the D-bags on last Wednesday, that means the official deadline, I believe, is by 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, the day this podcast will be published, but not as we record this podcast. However, we already know that Mr. Stripling has opted in. We know... Well, we don't know what the giants have decided on 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 Cobb, do we? because that's that's interesting. Well,
0: reports are that they're going to exercise their option to keep him.
1: That's big news because we did we everybody knew that that Cobb was going to have to have surgery on that that hip that was bothering him by the end of the year. And he had what was called an impingement. I'm not a doctor, but it sounds to me like things are not moving around in the hip the way they should be. So having Alex Cobb in the rotation from day one, not happening and possibly missing as many as two months of the season. And that's a big bummer. But when you think about it from a financial standpoint, the Giants are only spending $8 million, right? Because they were going to have to pay him $2 million to go away, or $10 million to stay. So it's an $8 million decision, and they decided to keep him. And quite frankly, I think four months of Alex Cobb at $8 million is still worth it.
0: Oh, totally. Right? It's a steal. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting the Cobb that we had in the first, you know, six, three months of last
1: year. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, even until, like, the end of the season, right?
0: I think as the injury got worse, he performed worse, but, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, he was an all-star the first the first half, right?
1: Right, and then he threw the no near hitter, and, and
0: After that, after
1: yeah. that, he was horrible, but I think he only had two starts after that, so... But I agree. Yes. I mean, we can't expect him to be as good as last year. I mean, because I don't think you can ever expect anybody to be as good as what is clearly their career year. And particularly at his age, he's going into year 36. So he I don't think we're going to get the same Alex Cobb. But even if we got 80 percent of that guy at eight million dollars, even for four months, given the current rate that people get paid, that is well worth it. And uh, and, you know, I mean, people are always getting hurt, right? You know, and, and it feels like as 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 him coming off of the IL sometime around early June, he's probably gonna be coming up just in the nick of time, right? As we realize either A, somebody's not working out, or B, somebody who was working out is now hurt. And having Cobb come back at that point in time is probably gonna be a valuable thing. So yes, Cobb is in, but it's not quite what we expected it to be. However, something else big happened. Today, Matthew. Somebody else decided they didn't want to be a giant anymore. Well, I think he just got
0: tired of playing for Bob Melvin. was <laughs> oh, that to... what it was? I think so. It? He wishes I...
1: Kapler was still around. <laughs> He's like, you know Maybe. what? I liked being a middleman. I liked being a featured pitcher and uh, and now that Gabe's gone, I'm sad, and I don't want that old guy that I've played with most every other year of my career. Is that what happened with Sean Manea? Well, no. <laughs> no, he's going to get more money. That's what he's doing. Sean <sighs> Manea is going out to get more money because he knows that he can earn it. Do you think there's any chance the Giants pursue him, Matthew? Uh.
0: I think that there's a chance if their first three or four options go elsewhere. Oh. So, yeah, there's a real chance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Ouch, dude. Ouch. But, yeah, I feel you. Wow. Actually, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. We're going to talk about free agents a little bit later in the show, but actually that makes a lot of sense, Matthew. I can see it now. The Giants don't get the other guys that they want. So they go out and they sign Manea to a four year contract and then they go out and sell it as being like, Hey, we got Sean Manea back. Yay. And they try to do a victory lap on that. I can totally see that happening. Oof. Well, well
0: I, just as an aside, I'm looking at his baseball reference page. Do you know what his nickname is? Um,
1: Shawnee boy. It's baby giraffe. What? That's no. How can he? Uh, that's got to be belts. Like, but
0: he, even his Twitter handle is baby sm giraffe. Like, how,
1: what? How does that, <laughs> How do two people on this planet right? have the nickname? Baby giraffe, much less two people that played for the San Francisco Giants. I don't believe it. I've got to go look this up, folks. This oh, well, actually there. he
0: must have deleted his Twitter profile because baseball reference listed it, but it's not there anymore. Hang on, folks.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It says baby giraffe or the kid or male later.
0: I like that one. I'm gonna call him the manila. <laughs> the manila. Yeah. See ya okay. manila later.
1: Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, um, I'm just checking here, baby giraffe. <gasps> Do you know there's four major league players that had that nickname, Matthew? <laughs> what? What? How does that happen? What a rookie for the Tigers this year, named Parker Meadows, nickname. Baby
0: giraffe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name you like baby hippo.
1: it's gonna be <laughs> your Sean Manea baby giraffe. Tyler Glasnow, mini horse or baby giraffe. What? What? Yeah. Listen, base, baseball players, you all need to come up with some more original nicknames. Like I what? <laughs> like how does this? What? How does this happen? All right. How all does right. We ha- digress. <laughs> This is this is shocking. This is shocking. Look, never, never think that Giant Cocktails doesn't break big baseball news. That's right.
0: <laughs> Y'all didn't know that his nickname was Baby Giraffe. You didn't know there were four different baby giraffes in the major leagues. That's One where you get this content.
1: Tyler Glasnow. Wow. Wow. All right. Anyway, yes. So Manea is out. He's out. But you know who's not out yet?
0: Michael oh. Conforto. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's, he's in Tahiti right now. Like just sipping on like a Mai Tai or whatever. Yeah. And he's going to just... pocket
1: veto. He's going he to po-
0: pocket opt in. The giants are going to be like waiting for him to like call them. And then at like 3 PM or 2 PM Pacific time, there's going to go by and he's going to, there's going to be like a, like no communication from Michael Conforto. And
1: then yeah. there's going
0: to be the slow realization.
1: That he's still a giant.
0: That he's still yeah. a giant.
1: That's what's going to go down. He's just not going to do anything. He's just going to say, surprise.
0: <laughs> the Giants Twitter is just going to like go off.
1: <laughs> Have you? I mean, I really do get the sense. Like most Giant fans really do not want this guy to opt in, do they?
0: I saw a guy who literally tweeted at Scott Boris telling him to tell Conforto to opt out. Like that was going to make the difference there. So.
1: <laughs> hey, whatever helps, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe we should all be tweeting Scott Boris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Farhan, just stop with these one on one contracts, okay? Okay. This is, this, this I is, I think not he's learned good. his lesson on that. I was surprised if we healthy. see another one of those. <laughs> this is not healthy. You do not want your fan base hoping that a giant chooses not to be a giant well but so we've gotten the,
0: the worst case scenario now i mean if conforto opts in we'll have the two the worst case scenario on two out of the three contracts that we had that like that so you know obviously stripling pitched poorly and so he's going to stay which nobody that's wanted. why
1: these contracts are stupid they yeah. were always stupid yeah this they is, only
0: benefit the player
1: they are just and, the dumb and they insult the fans these are stupid contracts stop doing them like they are just the worst stop no more like i cannot believe we're in this situation like people are literally rooting for a guy to choose to not be a giant we're all lamenting the fact that another guy did and it's and it's obvious that this is the way it would work out the good ones leave the bad ones stay never do these again they're horrible
0: because, I mean, the argument ahead of time was, well, then we couldn't get them to sign with the Giants. Well, would we really have missed any of those ones that signed with the Giants like this last year for that contract? No. No, we no. would not have.
1: No. So, so like, good. <laughs> Can't get him to sign with the Giants? Good. Never had Michael Conforto? Good. Never had Ross Reppling? Good. Yeah. Because now you're
0: stuck with, you know, these contracts that now eat into your break-even money, Ben. Okay. OK, you know, so now you got to yeah. pay if you're a Conforto Ops, then you got to pay Conforto. You got to pay Stripling. And now that makes it much harder to break even when you're trying to
1: lure free agents. OK, OK. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Let's all get out our pitchforks and let's, we're going to we're going to we're going to run down the rich people. I know.
0: I know. Well, they may not be able to afford their second bottle of champagne and they're Everybody's more than their second
1: case of caviar, Ben. Like, I, know. I don't know. Everybody's angry. Everybody's <laughs> angry at the owners who won't bankrupt themselves for the pleasure of the fans. I know. It's so <laughs> I don't so care upsetting. about that. It's not my money. Right, right. I know you don't care. Look, okay, look. I'm going to be real here, Matthew. If your team bankrupts itself, it moves to Las Vegas.
0: Oh, oh don't give me that. So, like you don't get into major league baseball or major sports just so you can make a profit every year. All right. This is an investment. Like they, they bought this thing for like a hundred million and now it's worth like $12 billion or freaking something more than that probably. And so
1: I like, don't, I'm not crying over there. Like, Oh, we got to break. Even. I don't well, know. Okay. Look, I don't know if you know how money works, Matthew, but if you don't have it, you can't spend it. Like they got it. Do you know how many giants owners there are? there's like 30 of them yeah okay there's no one san francisco giant owner who's made of money like cone from the mets okay and even that guy is regretting decisions okay like you run out of cash okay and yes like the here's how you make money in baseball folks you buy a major league team and then you wait 20 years and then you sell that's how you make money Yeah. Okay. But believe it or not, while you're doing that, you can run out of cash. Okay. Now, look, if you own your own home, you all know what I'm talking about. You're home rich, but you're cash poor. Right. These guys, they're all baseball team rich, but cash poor. Okay. And the fact of the matter is they can't just pull money out of thin air and pump it into their baseball team. There aren't that many that rich people in the world. Okay? So the fact of the matter is you need your team to be financially viable. Now I agree with Matthew when he says you shouldn't be using it to make money. A la the guys that say own the pirates or the guy that owns the Orioles or the guy that owns the A's. There are a lot of teams out there where they are using this as a profit machine. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to be fans of those teams.
0: But and I think I, I I'm kind of a, you know playing the devil's advocate here and kind of a, the voice of the fan. But I I do agree with you on this and that. You know, the, when I think that Greg Johnson said that we want to break even, fans took that as such a negative, but I think he was trying to be positive when he said that. I think he was trying to point out that they're not the teams that want to make a profit, you know, because I don't think many teams
1: want to lose money on a no year-to-year team, basis. No team wants to lose money on a year-to-year basis because they're businesses, right? There are no—and I don't—I I mean, fans who think this, like, I don't know what planet you all live on. I mean— this is capitalist America, okay? <laughs> All of these businesses exist to make a profit. We're lucky if we have an owner who says they don't want to make a profit. But even those guys are capitalists and gas. because they know that in the future they can sell that team for a huge, huge profit. But they can only do that if the team is viable and has a good name and has a good image that it can sell. And so they need to win to do that. Or they need to stay competitive to do that. So yeah, they do need to spend to win. But they can't do it indefinitely. They can't spend an infinite amount of money, right? Like, for example, the San Diego Padres this year had to take out a $50 million loan to pay their players, and not just their players, but all their employees, so that they can make it through the season. They had to take that that, for this year, right? That $50 million is probably gone. They spent it to pay their players, which means if they want to have the same payroll next year, they're going to have to take out another $50 million loan. And do you think they're going to keep doing that year after year forever? No, they're not. And we know they're not, which is why they got rid of Melvin. Well, and I think in that
0: case, it was I think they they were banking on making the playoffs because once you make the playoffs, it opens up a whole other revenue stream uh, and that wasn't uh, obviously they they weren't in a position to, yeah. to do that. So so it hurt them. it hurt them a lot. I to the point now where they're looking at there's rumors about you know trading Juan Soto today I saw rumors about them trading Tatis. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have to look at some of their high, high, uh, average salary guys to, um, make it back under that $50 million right. deficit that they're, right. well, so it's a good thing we're not, the Giants aren't in that situation. I right.
1: Guess. Well, I, I think their plan was to make it to the playoffs, get that extra revenue and then turn into sort of a perennial team. That's always making the playoffs and kind of get themselves into another financial level. The plan always was to pull back, I think on their payroll. Right. Yeah, this was just yeah. sort of a step along the way. It backfired on them horribly. So, well, just what, let, didn't let hurt,
0: what didn't help either is that their their TV uh, you know contract also fell apart. Uh, as right. Some of the so yeah, right. Lots of things well, happened well, that just made it all of worse.
1: that demonstrates that these these are, they're not made out of money. <laughs> right. Like a, a team breaking even is kind of like that's what you need your team to do. If your team's not breaking even, it's going to move to somewhere else. Okay. And and I don't know maybe you're all thinking that like I, I don't know like the owner like you know maybe maybe Tim Cook will buy the Giants. And then and he'll just he'll just pl- use it like it's his toy and just waste all of his money on the Giants. Like that's it's 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 not it's not credible. It's not real. Okay? Breaking even financially does not mean going 81 and 81. Okay? And that's where we should stay focused as a fans, right? Like I'm not upset with Greg Johnson. Because he only wants to break the luxury tax for the right player, which, by the way, is the right move. There's not very many teams break the luxury tax. And if they do, they don't do it every year. The Yankees, that's it. But I don't like Greg Johnson because he keeps giving Farhan Zaidi contract extensions. And it says, keep giving me that mediocrity. He's like, "I'd, I'd like to break even financially. You know, Greg Johnson likes to break even financially and he likes to break even on wins and losses. And that's the problem <laughs> I have with Greg Johnson. It's not about the money. It's about the wins and losses. He's like, yeah, I love me that 81 and 81. Mm, give me more of that. That's my problem with Greg Johnson. You know, um, he's got he's to put the spurs to some people rather than giving them rewarding, you know, two extra years on their contract. But, I mean, that's the, the luxury tax is there for a reason, right? It is a salary cap. Teams aren't supposed to spend over it. They can, and they will in the right situations, and that's what the Giants said they will do. And you know what? I actually believe them. I don't think the problem is ownership. I think the problem, well, it is a little bit ownership. I think the problem is that the ownership has put their faith in the wrong guy. Um. Yeah. I mean, and and, you know, so, I mean, like, I know a lot of people are upset about this whole break-even thing. But, like, that's Major League Baseball, folks. And I think you just have to look to the Padres to understand that what happens when you don't do that, right? They are in a situation now where they're probably going to—they might have to go into a fire sale situation. Because they tried to overspend, reach beyond their capabilities, and it totally backfired on them. And now they might have to do things that they don't want to do. And hopefully the Giants can take advantage of that. But, like, at, at the end of the day, like, we shouldn't assume that these people can just spend an infinite amount of money for our pleasure. You know, that that's kind of my take on it. But I might be drunk. <laughs> Probably am well, if I'm defending that... rich people. Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened to you? I don't know. Bunch of free agents uh, this week uh were declared or now they are now officially free agents. That's right. Uh, you know, so Jock Peterson and his Pussoy games will be going somewhere else. No. Uh Brandon Crawford ended his, you know, tenure with the Giants. He's yeah. uh, now a free agent. Alex Wood, forever giant Alex Wood uh, is a free agent. Jacob Junis, John Brebia, Scott Alexander. And then there's guys like Roberto Perez who played, was what, supposed games? to be our backup catcher? You know, until uh, he, <laughs> he blew out his shoulder. Bryce Johnson a... is now a free agent.
1: Yeah, he well, the, yeah, he opted out because they were they optioned him. The DFA. Yeah, well, him. I think
0: he was uh, no longer arbitration eligible, right. and so he became a, a free agent. And right. then Joe Ross was still a, un, under contract. And wow, now he's wow. unrestricted free wow. agent. So. So, uh,
1: anybody in there that we're gonna miss? Um, I mean, they were all fine human beings, and <laughs> we. It's not about winning, Matthew. It's about the friends you make along the way. It's
0: about winning and making friends.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna miss those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and uh, what what I think it, I what I think it does is it actually opens up a lot of spots for some movement within the, the, the team and uh, within free agency and trades and 40 man roster spots and all that. So, uh, you know, this is why people tune in to podcasts in the off season is because now there's so much possibility, so much possibility out there. Uh, and, and now we can speculate on what the future will hold for maybe some of the young guys, That the Giants uh, introduced to us in
1: 2023.
0: Yeah. Like Wade Meckler, Luis Matos, Elliot Ramos we've seen on and off for a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, But those are all the giant outfielders and waiting to replace uh, some of these others. Michael Conforto, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, So the question though, that you put in the notes that I'm going to put to you. Okay is our Meckler, Matos, and Ramos never-will-be's? Did you see enough of them to be excited about them taking a coveted 26-man spot and contributing next year to the San Francisco Giants winning?
1: No. No, I haven't seen enough of these guys. Because Gabe Kapler and Farhan Zaidi are just like just like to treat people like they're yo-yos. So no, no, I haven't seen enough of these guys. Do I think they're gonna get the shot with the Giants and and become future like, you know, perennial players? <laughs> no. I mean, I have said in the past that I believe that Elliot Ramos is a never will be. I think that I think that is still true. He is still very young. Like I think next year will be his twenty four year. And he did show a little bit better signs of of hitting with power and his speed and his defense were both better when he was playing at the major league level last year. But I think he is still and never will be. But I think we have seen enough of him. I don't think that we've seen enough of Meckler and Matos. But I also think that the Giants are not going to give them a legitimate shot at the major league level. And I think that the chances of either of these two guys sticking with the Giants are pretty low. And I think that they are going to pursue Lee, for sure, from from the KBO, and Bellinger as well, probably simultaneously. And if they can get one or the other, they'll take it. Which means, and I think in that particular case, they probably do, and I'm sorry, folks, to break it to you, keep both Slater and Yastrzemski and then go with Hanegar in left field. And listen, everybody's hoping Conforto opts out. I don't think there's anybody other than like, I think the Giants front office is probably hoping he opts out at this point. But if that's the, if he does, then I think they try to sign Lee or they try to sign Bellinger. And these, these Meckler and Matos are, are lucky if they're on the bench. So I think we will never see these guys stick with the Giants and not really well, be given an opportunity to do so.
0: Right. And it, well, I mean, if you look at it now, the only guys that we have on the major league levels that will start the major league, it, let's, let's assume that Conforto opts out for this argument here. Sure. Okay. Uh, then you've got Mitch Haniger, Austin Slater, and Mike Yastrzemski are the the three outfielders that we have on the 40 man that can't be option. They're going to be there. Right. Then you've got right. these three that we just talked about, Matos, Meckler and Ramos, who are make up the other three outfielders on so there's six there. On the so theoretically, man. if they don't sign anyone, then two of those guys maybe starts the the season, most likely Matos and Meckler.
1: Yep.
0: Right? But I don't think either of them showed even though maybe they didn't get enough playing time. They also didn't, when during their playing time, really show enough to say that they would be legit starters on a major league team at this point in their career. And I'm particularly, if you're going to blame like Farhan for things, but the part that really upsets me about Meckler is that they, they added him to the 40 man last year in a bit of desperation, right? They needed a spark and yep. he was hitting the snot out of the ball wherever he went. And so they brought him up way earlier than they needed to. He did not need to be added to the 40 man uh, for another two seasons. Yeah, it was desperation. Yeah. So now that he's on there, though, now you've got this guy that they that may or may not be ready. And who knows? Maybe he'll be ready in two years. But now we're forced to make that decision two years early because they were desperate for a spark last year. And I just I feel like that's a that was a big swing and miss, pun intended. Uh, on on Farhan and those big guys, because now you've got this guy that was just tearing it up, had lots of potential, and now you're forced to make a decision on him uh, ne- sooner rather than later. And I and I hope he proves me wrong. I hope that he's ready, and I hope that he contributes next year. But I, it, he also has options, right? He's got three years of options. So we may not see Meckler for a while. We may not see Matos for a while. You can keep them in the minors. Uh, I could see Ramos being traded or let go if there's something better comes along uh, because he's had a lot of opportunities and hasn't really done a lot with them. So uh, I, I just to answer the question about will they be never will be's, I I think probably. Yeah, probably never will. Well, I mean, that's,
1: that's the easy answer anyway, because yeah, I mean, I mean, the odds are it, but, yeah.
0: right. Odds are that they won't, but uh, I, I feel like Wade Meckler had an opportunity. I feel like Matos uh, has growth still, but are they are they going to give them the opportunity to do that? And um, because they put a lot on them, they they kind of touted them as the saviors, and they haven't panned out in that respect. And now we've got to go looking for outfielder alternatives like Lee from South Korea or whatever. And so, and if Conforto comes back, well, then for sure at least one of them's going to start the season in AAA.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. As a fan, I want to see the Giants make a major change in a new direction. And this is one of the reasons why I want Conforto to opt out. Like, if he opts in, it's just more of the same. And to me, having them change in a major direction is letting the young guys play. And part of me thinks that, like, okay, if Farhan has been extended for another three years and he's been given this runway legitimately, and that's not necessarily guaranteed, right? Like, because he could be fired before those three years are up. Part of me just says, like, land the big fish or let the young kids play. Do not retread me with a conforto and and have matos and meckler be yo-yoed for the entire season where they're not getting a ton of playing time so they're not growing as much as they should because they're not in triple a and you definitely don't want to give them playing time at the major league level because you're hoping to catch that third wild card spot and and i just feel like like it's just going to be more of the same I either want to see some big names landed via free agency, or I want to see the young kids play. And I just feel like we're stuck in this situation where neither of those things is going to happen. And that's what's frustrating to me. Like, I I hear what you're saying, that the reason that Meckler was brought up, because it was desperation, and now he's on the 40 man, and now you got to treat him in that way. But to me, it's like, okay, well then let the kid play. Right. If that's what you did to him, then let him play and let him work through that stuff at the major league level. If you can't actually go out and get the big bopper. But I, I feel like they're not going to do either of those things. And and that's why I say I feel like there never will be because they're just going to get hosed by this situation. And and yeah, and that's why I'm pessimistic about it. Also, that's my role on the on the show.
0: Mr. Pessimism.
1: Mr. Pessimism. uh,
0: Yeah, and but it's like I think we've talked about this before too. I mean, there's really not a lot out there on the on the free agent market to really make a big splash, right? And the outfield especially.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, You know, Cody Bellinger and Lourdes Uriel are like your your big names. uh, With Lee from South from South Korea, kind of in the between there. So I'd be excited about Lee. I think we've talked about that Mm -hmm. before uh, because he's young. Yes. and there's some and and you know there's some excitement in the unknown and the new guy, and I I think that that would be kind of fun to 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 see how he does and root for someone like that. Uh, so at the very least, it makes it more entertaining, yeah. even if it doesn't necessarily translate into you know huge success, right. especially year one because every player I think has a little adjustment period when they come over. But um, yeah, so I don't know, I don't know. I mean, we have an outfielder problem, Ben, yeah. and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it's well, all. Yeah.
1: I know I was saying this about Bellinger. He is relatively young, but those two bad seasons with the Dodgers really freak me out.
0: Totally, totally. And, and you know, we see, think of him as a center fielder, but he played more at first base this year than he did in center field. So I don't even know if that's the solution as far as center field.
1: Defense uh, probably not. He he seems more of a risk than a sure thing. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather risk with Meckler and Matos than risk with Bellinger because it's very much easier to go in a different direction with those two than it is once you sign Bellinger. All right, Matthew. Believe it or not, there are actually some interesting names on the starting pitcher free agent list. My question for you, Matthew, is who is the worst starting pitcher free agent that you'll accept... Farhan Zaidi shoving down your throat before you choke on it. And so I want to go through some of those names. Now the okay. se- the secret is out of the bag. I think there was a period of time where people thought that the Giants somehow knew about Yoshinobu Yamamoto and nobody else did, which is of course ridiculous. Because as soon as it's getting started talking about in the public, you can be guaranteed that that a good eighty-five percent of Major League Baseball knows about it. Yeah. But now they, the, the secret's and out. and those who
0: don't know about it don't really would never really spend that kind of money on him anyway.
1: Right. Yeah. So Yoshinobu Yamamoto is generally considered to be the second best free agent on from any position this year and the best starting pitcher available. But there are other pitchers on that list, including former Padre, or well, I guess current Padre, Blake Snell, as well as Aaron Nola, Jordan Montgomery, Sonny Gray, <laughs> Michael Waka.
0: Is he still pitching?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is I don't he's not a starting pitcher anymore, is he? I think he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lucas Giolito. Oh God. So those are your top starting pitchers. Who will you accept Matthew on that list? You know what?
0: What's what's the
1: lowest I would go? I'm going to throw in Sean Manea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be right Um, below Lucas Giolito, but I'm not sure that that's valid.
0: First of all, whenever I hear Michael Waka's name, I think of Fozzie Bear. <laughs> waka, uh, Waka, just... Waka. <laughs> exactly. That's all. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. I mm-hmm. can't get that out of my head. Okay. So uh, apologies to Waka, Waka, Waka. Uh, but to answer your question, mm-hmm. how low would I go on that list? Yes. The lowest that I would accept mm-hmm. would be Yoshinobu Yamamoto.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're the optimist in the group. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you're so you're saying like they don't get Yoshinobu Yamamoto, but they come back with Blake Snell and they're all excited about it and they're banging the drum. You know, they oh, oh, dual, dual uh, uh, press conference. Blake Snell and Sean Manea side by side. Yeah, with Bob Melvin's there. And, you know, you know, everybody's like, oh, so excited. The crazy crab is there. Lucille, yeah, yeah, we got we got Snell and we got Manea. That's like you're like no, you're you're throwing you're throwing your your bread bowls full of clam chowder uh, at yeah, them. No,
0: no, because because this is the rerun of the same freaking off season that we've had the last like four years, Ben. Yes, and so. So, no, I, I don't want Blake Snell. I don't want second best. I don't want like, you know, oh, we're we're going to like turn and and pivot to these guys. But I don't what, want that anymore. But
1: what about Sean Manea and Blake Snell? And the crazy crab is so there. Just, you, He's in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, crazy crab makes it a little bit like more exciting. Uh, crazy crab, though, will be there for Yoshinohu Yamamoto, too, I'm sure. Okay, it's not going to be there just for Blake Snell and Sean Manea. Dude, if they're pulling uh, out crazy crab
1: then they know they screwed up. And and that's the only thing that they can do to distract us. So if we see the crazy crab, Matthew, we better just turn off the TV. You know? If you know, the crazy crab comes thinking. out of the press conference first, then we all know we're about to get jobbed. Okay? I, I
0: think on top of that, like, so next year... Opening day, Rusty, the guy, like oh, rusty. you know, the yeah, you know, is going to appear.
1: Rusty, yes, Rusty's yeah. there too. Yeah, mm, yes, mm, 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 <laughs> mechanical man, Rusty, <laughs>
0: yeah, mechanical Rusty going across the outfield wall. I think that that will uh, also tell us how the season. will Yeah,
1: happen, if yeah. Rusty and, and the and the crab are there, then that means we got Jack Diddley. Yeah, Yeah.
0: But anyway, to answer your question, I want the big names, Ben, and I'm tired of it. And we get, you know, the the rumors are the Giants won't be outspent. We hear this every year. We hear this every year. And they don't come away with Jack Squat. And so, yeah, no, I don't want Blake Snell. I mean, he's a fine pitcher. And if he pitched for the Giants, I'd root for him because he had a good year last year. He's going to win the Cy Young again, whatever. Hey, look. But. I I don't want that. I okay. want the guy that's like one of the best pitchers on the planet. That's the guy that I want. Right, right.
1: I agree. I'm like, it's like y- Yamamoto and Otani, or go with the kids that you already have. Don't bring in a Matt Chapman. Well, maybe a Matt Chapman. You know, but don't bring in a don't bring in a, an Aaron Nola, and 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 try to and sell that to me. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be Lucas Giolito. Because then you're like Wood and Di all over. <sighs> yeah, again. that is probably where the Giants are at. But, I mean, I would... I, so, Blake Snell is interesting to me, okay? He 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 can only throw 80 pitches, right? He's no Logan Webb. He can't carry Logan's Webb jock. We all know that. But, like, a Blake Snell, you know, he's pitching, say, before or after Logan Webb in the rotation, right? He hands the ball off to Walker and then Walker to the Rodgers twins and then the Rogers twins to Duvall. You know, that sounds like a win to me, at least, you know, a significant portion of the time. So Blake Snell is interesting to me. But I totally agree with you that you better not show, show up and try to do the whole dog and pony show with me. Sorry, the rusty and, and crazy show with me when Blake Snell is your top free agent, like don't come to me dancing and prancing and, and, and trying to, and, and say, and then show me the, the phone number for season tickets at the bottom of the screen. Like, you know, no, don't do that. As a former season ticket holder, I say nay. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, you got to land the big fish or you got to let the young kids play. And uh, it's it, enough with the enough with the middling crap. Totally Agreed. agree. All right. All right. Well, we're getting
0: to the end of the show here. I think it's time to answer today's trivia question. Let's do May it. You recall the question was it was Farhan Zaidi's first offseason as hobo of the Giants. Yes. What four major league free agent signings did Farhan sign? Yeah, I went with Haniger, Conforto, Fanita and Baves. All right, all right. The answer mm-hmm. was Kevin Gosman. Oh, one wrong. Wilmer Flores. Oh, two wrong. Tyler Anderson. Whoa, we traded him for somebody good. And Hunter Pence, which I thought was interesting.
1: Wait, I don't think
0: people remember that. I didn't remember that. That well, Hunter Pence was so, part of the so first. Then they, uh, so free then, they won, then
1: they won two World Series. Wow, congrats, Farhan. Oh no! Wait, the, that he was, was traded that for. Was the first was, time, yeah, was, this and they the traded time. for him the first time. Oh right, because then he went and then he retired as a yes. That's right. In twenty twenty, I do remember that. You know what? That's actually a pretty good class. I mean, uh, uh, I, I like this. I like the Hunter Pence signing. Like, I understand what he was trying to do there. Um, I mean, it's a that's a little bit of a old school Giants kind of signing. Like, you know, the previous regime, they mm-hmm. would sign a veteran mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. those other three signings were all very good though
0: they were and they actually ended up panning out very well for, for them yeah I mean the
1: problem <laughs> is and, and you know Tyler Anderson because of how he was traded Gosman, though turned into a negative right like very well, easy yeah, very yeah because we didn't re-sign him right yeah. v- and a very easy re-signing right we could have had a one-two punch of Logan Webb and Kevin Gosman for the last two seasons right and maybe that means they make the playoffs both years. Right? If you have Kevin yeah. Gosman on your team, that might have been the difference. And and they were like, "Oh no, you're just you're just you're just you're 10% above my, you know, value that makes me feel comfortable, so I'm not going to sign you." And you know, and now they're in a situation where they have to spend, you know, they're probably going to have to spend to get Otani or Yamamoto if they really really want to do it. They're probably going to have to spend 20, 40 million dollars in somebody else. Right and not know that they're doing it until everything's over. Oh,
0: boy. All right. Well, we'll see who the Giants bring in this year. Uh, I think looking ahead, uh, I am drinking a knockoff of a drink that I had at a restaurant in Santa Rosa. It's called the Mario Kart. I'm calling mine the Mario Kart-ish because I don't know exactly how they made theirs. And so tune in on Thursday to Happy Hour to find out more about that. Ben, you're drinking lots of booze or something, right?
1: Yes, Matthew. I am drinking the Giant Cocktails Happy Hour Thanksgiving Aperitif Do-It-Yourself Bar & Grill in Dublin, California.
0: The name's a work in progress, folks.
1: Yeah, we'll shorten it up. We'll shorten it up. Aperitif DIY. All right. All right. So tune in on Thursday to
0: see, learn more about that and uh, learn all about Ben's Thanksgiving aperitifs. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on the socials, Twitter, Twitter. The platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon, at Giant Cocktails, where, where we put up our recipes and interact a little bit with our, with our listeners. So please follow us. Also, don't forget to rate and, and subscribe uh, if you haven't done so already. And go on to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star rating. That would be uh, very, very helpful for the show. Also, maybe say some nice things if you don't want to. That would be great, too. So very much appreciated. Uh, I guess that wraps it up Ben Until next week We will uh, talk again Cheers my friend
1: Cheers Matthew Bye everybody
0: Thank you for listening To the Giant Cocktails Podcast Until next time Bottoms up
1: Goodity bye. Adios.